can't hear it. I'm turning it up. Oh, we are. There yeah. I am. I had to turn it down because of the blast at the beginning. We jam along with the music at the beginning to get us going. That's kind of the idea. Get that groove going. Get the groove going. I'm always dancing like a hippie. It's a good time. So we're on podcast episode number four. Number four. Number four. And we just actually released it. It's live. We are live. It's live. I don't think anyone's really listening to it, but we're live. It's out there. Yeah, it's out there. Uh, we got Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify I'm waiting on, iTunes hopefully soon. Tune in. Tune in, yeah. And then some other thing that you had mentioned? Uh, Blueberry and Acast. Yeah, things that Blueberry. people have never heard of. But I'm, it says it's part of a music. But thanks for holding us. Yes, but iTunes should be coming up soon, so hopefully. And hopefully Spotify. I know yes. a lot of people use Spotify. And we just oh. got the Facebook page going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We just, uh, our cat came back. Our three-legged oh, cat, God. Kit Kat, ran out the door, was gone for two full days. We were worried because we thought that him missing a limb would make a difference. Apparently not. He's a beast. He, he ran out of the fucking door like he had four legs. And he ran after another cat, but he came back and he's been super sweet and cuddly and laid back because I think he's exhausted, but he's home and we're good. We are good. For now. For now. Because pets are great, but they are responsibilities. Yeah. There's a downside to every upside. <clears throat> but pets, they're fun. They're good. Fuck pets. I don't need no pet. You are the one who brought two <laughs> out of three of them home. I know. It's the last dog, though. It's the last goddamn dog. You're saying that to a lot of dog lovers out there i understand but i'm in kind of an irresponsible person if not for you i'm not sure they would get fed because i would just forget to feed them yeah, that's awful so a dog seems to be much more like a child and much easier for me to kill well you can count on me to remind you to feed something <laughs> whereas so. a cat i don't know it just seems easier it's more my style i'm just more my lifestyle Cats i love good. dogs I'm going to treat dogs like an uncle. You have an uncle that you love a lot? No, I'm saying like, you know, <laughs> not not having a child. And instead, <laughs> you just have a nephew or a niece and you get to hang out with them for like four or five hours. And mm-hmm. then you're like, all right, I'm done. Going home. See ya. <clears throat> I'm going to do that with dogs now, I think. After Miss Clarence. I love Miss Clarence and I love dogs. But after this, for a long time. It's just going to be visitations. Well, and we prefer large dogs. So when a sure. beast of a dog who is 90 to 100 pounds decides to ingest too much water at one time and then vomit a pool, pool a onto lake. the floor. She vomits a fucking lake. It's insane. It's disgusting. Yeah. So that's the part. That's also why we don't have kids because we don't like excrements. <laughs> And I can barely take care of myself. (laughs) All right. So we're starting this off in broken pieces. That might be a good way to uh, roll on into this album that we reviewed. It was Sam's choice last week. Yes. He he gave it on to me and to us, actually, since we both have been listening to this. gave it on to the world. The world. So what is it? Tools. First kind of official EP. Opiate. 
opiate. Do you know when opiate. this came out? I do. Nineteen ninety four, like the other ones. <laughs> no, no, earlier. Released March tenth, nineteen ninety two, on Zoo Entertainment. So they they started in nineteen ninety two. Uh, started around nineteen ninety ninety one. Like I told you, with Green Jello influence, because Danny Carey plays drums on Green Jello at this time. Danny Carey. Dan. <laughs> Dan. Dan. Dan Carey. Hi. I'm not gonna steal a bit. That's Danny way too. Danny Carey. All I would be doing is me doing my impression of Will Ferrell doing an impression. That's why I just yeah. did something different. So, now they were a band like in 1990, 91. They started playing in the Jello Loft because Bill Manspeaker had the Green Jello place that he bought. And they all just partied there and they were all playing in Green Jello. And then they were like, hey, I'm going to make a band too. So, bam. You have this first. So, album. band? God. That's going to give a lot of people false hope. And by a lot of people, since no one's really listening, it'll give two people false hope. What do you mean band? Isn't that what you said? Or did I you said say bam. So bam. They made a band. Bam. Oh, I thought you just said band. Like uh, bam, band. Uh, no. Bam, band. No, I'm doing an emerald. Bam. Ah, I thought you said band. No. Like, you just have a band. Yeah. You can just put out an album. No big deal. That's kind of how it was, from what Manspeaker told me. Um, I guess I should tell people I do play in Green Jello. So when I talk about Manspeaker, he's actually a friend, and I have been told stuff about this album. So I have little insights to things that happen later in this album that I can tell you about. But Green Jello sucks, so it doesn't matter. Ooh. Oh. Let's see. That's you the start alarm. This album? Yeah, sure. I want to go and sweat, baby. S- sweat. A la 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 la. Alright, this is the first track off of Tools Opiates. Sweat. First off, I'd like to say that the sound quality of the songs is going to be low, because Tool does not offer digital formats. There are buttholes about it. I don't know why, but they don't like it, so I had to do some things to make this work. And hopefully they don't get pissed off at us and flag us to sue us. (laughs) Yeah, so it seems so familiar. My first uh, thought when I heard this is... To me, a lot of Tool sounds the same. Um, but I mean, you could probably say that about any band, but I think that this is definitely a song that has a song sh- sound structure that they've stuck with, or at least did for a bit. I find all the songs on this album very different from later stuff. Really? Anything off like Lateralis or anything like that, it's all... <clears throat> they get way trippier. This is all... Heavier, straight, strong structure. Intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, chorus. Done. Well, and I don't get into too much straight, like, trippy Yeah. type music. I don't really either. I'm usually into when a band is more straight rock. Um, so to me, yeah, this just has, like, a familiar sound and feel to it. And also just Maynard's voice is like no one else's. No. 
So you can tell them immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, listen. That's Maynard to a T. This is the time when Maynard had the uh, mohawk mullet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the back hanging down to, like, halfway down his back. Les Claypool also had one of those. And you want one of those. I do, but I don't. I just like it when guys were ratty and weren't clean. I do enjoy this instrumental break. What do you think the song is about? Did you look at the lyrics at all? I did. Or listen to the lyrics? They're kind of easy to tell what they are. What do you think it's about? Oh, don't do that to me. Oh, you didn't think about it? I think it's about masturbating. I really do. I think... I don't know. It's really hard for me with Maynard because I don't connect to this stuff at all. I definitely didn't connect at all. So... And I already kind of said what I thought. I just, I think that it's, uh, it's just kind of the same sound and stuff that I'm familiar. I don't really think anything specific about it. It just sounds like a Tool song to me. <laughs> I don't know if that's really very detailed, but I think, I think Tool just has their own sound. Maynard has his own voice that just it speaks for itself. So it's all just one big bland thing to you? No, not necessarily. But I think that this first song, like I said, it sounds like a lot of Tool to me. So it just didn't jump out as being anything special. I think it's about masturbating or tripping balls. (laughs) Well, I mean, but what do you think about it? I'm not like, think about it, but how does it make you feel? I What's love your feeling this, about the song? I love this song. It's it, I'm a heavy guy, so when it's like, I love all those rhythms. Mm-hmm. I love all the songs. Uh, Maynard sounds really angry. Anytime Maynard sings, I think he's just thinking about one person. Himself? No, I think he's thinking about a person he fucking hates. I think he just fucking hates one person, detests them. So he hate writes. A lot of these lyrics, yeah. I mean, I'll get into it a little bit more later. But like that Philly video that I have, mm-hmm. I swear he's looking at one guy. I know he probably doesn't know the guy, but I swear he's looking at one guy in the audience because his, his gaze doesn't move at all from the whole show. Even when he's rocking out, doing his weird, just throwing his arm around thing. He's looking at one fucking guy, and I can tell he's just screaming at a guy. I think Maynard just hated people so he just because a lot of these lyrics are pretty like, you know, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Do you think, I mean, but he probably just projected and like, I mean, do you think that he would project feelings and anger and stuff from other things onto one person to focus, to be able to have the energy to perform? Show wise. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I mean, I, it was all part of a tactic or do you, I think he, he wrote the lyrics about a person he was thinking about. And then when he's performing, he just chooses one guy to just play and, the role. And Sorry, bud, but tonight you're this guy, and I'm going to look at you all fucking night. Cause Except for later, because later he doesn't even look at anybody. Like later tool shows, he just mm-hmm. faces the other way, and he's in the shadows. But he is friends with comedians and stuff. Yeah, right? he's friends with comedians. Yeah, they say he's a cool guy if you get through him. Once again, Manspeaker told me that he was a grumpy dude, mm-hmm. but uh, he was kind and he was nice, but you kind of had to break through that wall. 
He seems like he would be soft-spoken, but then once you get him going, he would just be like, the problem that's wrong with the world today is... (laughs) (laughs) I think at this moment in time, he's much more of a... uh, Fuck you, you piece of shit! (laughs) Now? You don't think he's... No, no, then. During this album. During this album, right? That makes sense. I was going to say, you think he's progressively getting worse as he ages? No, no. I think now he just... Because he's uh, supposed to be a really kind guy. I read an article where he, like, shovels... Or he has a big truck and he like plows driveways and plows roads for people for free and stays at the top of this hill and tows people out when they go off the road in his little hometown. So he's a cool guy. I think he's just keeps his circle small. And if you fuck him, he's going to let you know. So tow guys are cool. Yeah. Moving along Moving to the along. next song. That says hush. <clears throat> hush. Hush. Sorry, that's my Paul Abdul. It wasn't supposed to be good. I love this bass tone at the beginning. I read that this is a satire of censorship. Yeah, it's about censorship. I mean, it makes sense based on the lyrics. I love that scream. He definitely has a strong scream. Yeah, in the video for this, they only made one video for this album. Okay. They're like, uh, they're naked, and they just have like censorship things over their cravatos. Mm-hmm. And I think some of them are bigger than other guys, and I think one of them has a really small one, if I remember correctly. I might also be mixing that up with the Red Hot Chili Peppers when they do the sock thing, since one of the guys wears like a two-foot-long sock, and then the other one wears a really tiny sock, because that's funny. Usually Maynard's kind of floaty with his lyrics mm-hmm. sometimes. Like that first song, you can kind of interpret it in ways. But if you listen to this song, he's basically just... Saying offensive things. Saying offensive things and be like, tell me what to say, but fuck you. Well, and that's one of my notes. A lot of emotion and not a lot of words is how no. this song is. A lot of his lyrics are short. Uh-huh, and yeah. it's just kind of repeating the same things. Yeah. But... He's getting it across with his voice, with his weird voice. (laughs) His weird voice? You think it's weird? (laughs) Well, sounds like an alien, doesn't it? It's just weird because he'll be so powerful, like right here, where he's belting it out, and then he comes back and sounds like a wounded boy. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a sad man. Piece of shit. Why don't you go fuck yourself? I think he did that to people probably when he got drunk at parties. You piece of shit. <laughs> it also reminds me of you guys, you and your friends and your band when you were younger and just kind of being a little more aggressive oh, just, just for the, in the name of rock, you know, just fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Get, fuck you. I mean, Kent would always get in people's faces yeah. and stick what his middle about? finger. Oh, yeah. Right up in their faces. Oh, yeah. So... When you're young and doing this kind of music, you're like, we gotta prove ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's that young angst. It gets people. And then you places. lose it eventually and you're just like, Meh. Yeah, but it it's good while it lasts, though. <laughs> it seems to really do what it needs to do. Um, I 
don't hate the song. Really? It's not a bad song. Did you think it sounded different or are you still just still tool? Still tool. Yeah. I mean, like, again, Tool just has a specific sound to me that they don't sound like anybody else. Maybe maybe other people have come out and tried to sound like them since, I'm sure. I'm I'm sure sure there's probably someone. You know what? I can't really think of anybody that – it's just kind of like Primus. I can't think of anybody that's like, oh, they're trying to sound like Primus. I can't think of anybody that's, oh, they're trying to sound like Tool. Well, and I think because certain bands like that, there aren't room for multiple versions of them. No. there's People won't accept multiple versions. Because they're like the one special kind of that, and that's enough. Like, you don't you don't need to have, like, 1,700 versions of a Southern rocker like we have. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> which I'm sure it's way fucking more than that. I was being gentle with the numbers. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, there's a million versions of everything except for a few bands I can think of. Mm-hmm. And then those bands are on top. Uh, I mean, they're on top of their game, for yeah. sure. And really, on top of everything, you know, like Tool's a major band. People have been waiting for this oh, new yeah. album for a long time. I was time. just going to ask still, but then I remember we saw they were on that Jimmy Kimmel outdoor thing that they performed on. Remember when we watched that? Was that was Tool? I thought that was, no, that was a perfect circle. Was it? Yeah, yeah. So a perfect circle is also doing new music? Oh, yeah, and Maynard still does Pussifer. So does, did he just take a break for a while and then decide to come Tool back just does that they can make so much i think what they can do is they make so much money with each one because you have to buy it physically obviously mm-hmm. if you want it and tool fans are that way anyway you want that kind of stuff yeah so i want to hold it yeah i want to hold it so they just i think they just make so much money that they're like oh we can afford to just sit back for a while and i think like a lot of the guys aren't really I mean, you get older, you don't want to go on the road as much. Maynard started his wine company. He's doing that all the time. It's just interesting when some people have that comfortability and confidence to go away and be okay when they come back. And just know that it's going to be okay. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, we know you're going to buy it. It's fine. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Guess if you can do it, you're good at yeah, it. Yeah, if you can do it. Well, good for you. Let's move on to part of me. Oh, You're I like just that song. Another I didn't part of me. <laughs> All of these songs are sound like something else, or are the the same song. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. just another part of me. <laughs> uh, I didn't say I like that song. I like both those songs, but I think it's no. It's probably no mystery that I like this whole album because I chose this album. Yeah, so that's part of it. Here we go. This is part of me. I love the drums. Danny Carey. I wrote down that I feel like I either know this song already or it's just that familiar tool sound to me. It's got that familiar tool sound. It's a classic tool sound. Which I'm not a huge... I mean, I wouldn't even really call myself a Tool fan. Yeah. There are some songs, I would say probably a lot of their more popular songs that I've been exposed to. I don't dislike, but yeah. This has got the weird timing more to it. Which I'm not against that. It's just... I, I, I feel like the worst part of Tool and the worst part about a lot of metal bands for me are the lead singers. Really? I'm just not a big fan, and I'm a big fan of male singers. Yeah. 
but not of male, a lot of male rock singers. And I, I love Led Zeppelin, but I think that the worst part for you is is the Robert the Plant, vocals. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I think we're gonna. That's an interesting insight to our differences. Is that like, I've got a certain male tone that I love, mm-hmm. like Phil Anselmo. Hate it. Get Maynard. Hate it. Uh, can't think of any more off the top of my head. Oh, Getty Lee. Fucking hate it. Oh my <laughs> god, that's awful. I've played you guys like from Symphony X that are like. Wah! I'm like, let's do it. Isn't it amazing? And you're like, no. <laughs> I mean, he can hit notes, but no. <laughs> it just it doesn't hit me in the good feels. And that's oh. so stupid. But I like the music. I well, like fucking right? rock music. Yeah. I can appreciate the percussion. I'm a huge percussion listener when I do listen to the music. Aside from zoning in on the lyricist. Vocalist. I like it a lot. What's going on? Something happened. Something happened. No, we're good. We're good. I thought something happened. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. You probably won't like this statement, but I do think it might be the poppiest song. Not poppiest on the album, but in the tool... Uh, I don't know. What would you call it? Oofra? The, the, the tool scope. The tool scope? They, Welcome uh, to the tool scope. It's just, an, I guess, an easier listening tool song. Yeah, I can see that. It's got more like... just a little more of like a... The notes are like still there, but if you kind of jazz it up... Yeah, definitely jazz it up. I don't know. I think... Because I paid attention to the lyrics kind of really for the first time ever on this. Yeah. I think this is either Maynard's attempt at a love song that just became creepy accidentally. Okay. Because he's probably just a creepy guy at this point. Just a creepy or, guy. Or it was an intentionally creepy song that could be interpreted by a creep as a love song. Aww. <laughs> From one creep to another, baby. I, I don't know. I always liked this song. I, I never thought of it as the poppiest, but I, it, I see I, what like you're saying now that you said that. Scope. In the tool scope. In the tool scope. In the tool scope. There was a little tool scope. I see what you're saying. Because later, like with Undertow and like Sober, mm-hmm. it gets a little bit moodier, a little yeah. a bit darker, especially with the video with meat going through the tubes and stuff. Mm. Uh, but you're right. It's a little bit popular, the album, but I think I love this song. Of the first three songs, they're all good. Next one, it's ne- called "Cold and Ugly," which we start the two-song section of the live stuff mm-hmm. recorded at the Green Jello Loft on New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety-one. It doesn't sound live until unless I mean, the, in the beginning, there's the beginning talking, part? and then yeah. you hear a crowd at the end. Other than that, uh-huh. it doesn't sound like it. But go ahead and play it. Start "Cold and Ugly." Is this the throw that Bob Marley wanna be motherfucker out of here? I think so. Yeah. Or is that jerk off? I, I kind of know. know the story of that. Throw that Bob Marley wannabe motherfucker out of here. Ha <laughs> ha! 
I love his scream. It's even live. It was sounded good. It's not just a it's definitely shitty solid. scream. Yeah, he's solid. He like knows how to scream without destroying his voice. himself up. It sounded. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he was destroying it at the time. Well, he's definitely doing it differently than a lot of people do. A lot of people will slip into something else, either like a grunt or a growl. Yeah. And he's just straight voice. Yeah. It's like a belt more. Yeah. More of a belt with just a little bit of that. Because I've been watching voc or vocal technique stuff on how to scream. Uh -huh. And they say that the scream is actually you doing a note and adding that vocal fry uh -huh. onto it. And you just figure out how to do that and you layer it on. And then you don't actually have to be loud. It, you don't fuck your voice up. So I don't know if he was, knew how to do it then. But if he did, it sounds good. Do you like when Daddy Maynard whips you with his belt? <laughs> I like when Daddy hits me with the belt. Daddy made it. This uh, song definitely has more lyrics than a lot of other songs on this album. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a big testosterone boost in general. He's great as hell! It's live, so he's like feeling it, you know? All of his friends are there. It's New Year's Eve. Yeah, the scared as hell thing, I can't take it seriously, though. Why, because of the tone? Yeah, I think it's the tone. It does. It sounds like a joke to me. It almost sounds Molly like, Hatchet if you listen to it, right? It's kind of Yeah, it's like it's like a parody almost of someone. There's that vocal or a pastiche. tone. There's that vocal tone you were talking about where he brings it down. Does the scared boy thing? It sounds like a whiny little boy. To get away from mommy and daddy yelling at each here. other. He leaves and goes into the woods and sits down with his pen and paper and cries <laughs> on the paper and hardens the paper. Jim told me I had to eat my carrots. I'll write you a poem now about my carrots. I'll write you a poem about how you are a disease in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to fill me with nourishment when I want to sit here and bleed. I don't know if they did uh, post cuts. Uh, not post-cuts, but overlaid instruments later, but I think it sounds really good for being live. Yeah, I actually, I think the guitar break sounds really good. I think it, it hasn't I happened yet, right? We haven't spoken over it. I don't know, maybe. I don't know that it has. Sorry, I'm eating a cookie. Oh, I love it. I love it. The cool thing is, is since I watched that Philly video I was telling you about, yeah. for people that don't know, I have a 1990-something, I think it's 93 or 92, I can't remember, the video of them playing in Philly, and there's only like seven people in the room, and they play songs from this album and the next album, Undertow, and uh, I watched it so many times, so every time I listen to this album, and I hear these live tracks, I just see that Philly mm -hmm. video in my head, so I just attach it there. Oh yeah, end of the song. <laughs> nice, Michelle, she's a lady. <laughs> Michelle's a lady. I'm definitely not, I needed some energy, so I got myself some Dr. Pepper and some Oreo she's cookies. Getting, she's getting boosted up, everybody. So I'm getting jacked. So I told you I kind of knew the story behind Get that Bob Marley wannabe motherfucker out of here. Yes. I asked Manspeaker 
what that was about, and he told me there was a guy that showed up that the whole time he had a bullhorn, and he <laughs> before was it they Scott Weiland. Maybe. Let's just say it is. <laughs> Scott Weiland shows up at the Green Jello loft, all coked up, and he's like, got a bullhorn, and he's screaming things like, Maynard sucks dick, and Maynard's gay! Which, 1991, that's a huge insult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Masculinity so is a big deal. This guy was the guy, so they put it on the live thing of Maynard saying, Get that Bob Marley wannabe motherfucker out of here, because the whole time he's been yelling at Maynard. <laughs> okay, so he wasn't just like, I don't like how this guy looks. The guy no, was actually guy deserving was of being kicked out. According to Manspeaker, when I asked him, he said that this guy, because I've wondered my whole life, who is he talking about? What's the story? It's crazy that you got the story, though. I know. Good for you. Yeah. came When you become friends with the Green Jello guy, you get some good stories. Especially because, for people that don't know, Tool started basically under green jello they all met that way so it's a nice history and uh yeah. nice. so that's what man speaker told me and i thought it was hilarious and i remember i got a hold of bob and i was like i know i finally know <laughs> oh brother bob yeah because i got this out al- i didn't tell you i got this album from bob it was another okay. one of those classic steals where sibling steel yeah sibling steel it's another one of those definitely classic i grabbed it right out of his cd case and he would be like, "It's mine." And I'd be like, ah, "I don't know about that." <laughs> I stole so much stuff from Bob. I can also attest to being an older sister yeah. to a younger brother, and it's sometimes pain in the ass. I stole that Philly video from Bob. <laughs> Tim didn't really steal anything from me. He just specifically ruined well, my stuff. Tim's not gonna steal and sync posters, Michelle. No, but I would just leave makeup in the bathroom. Oh, it destroyed like makeup? eyeshadow. It would be like 20 different shades. And then I'd go in there one day and he will have put water, would have put water in it and just mixed them all together to like be an asshole. Like it was asshole. paint? Just to... <laughs> like it was water paint? Just to ruin it, yeah. Wow. Brothers and sisters. Yeah. Or he actually went in one time and I was so upset about this. Went in and sprayed hairspray onto a Hanson poster Right in uh, Taylor Hansen's face, and it crumbled and it looked bad. Oh, it no. ran down the wall. The wall was covered in hairspray. And wow, your dad was probably pissed too because there's hairspray over the wall. He wasn't really happy about it, but my sister let him come in and do it. What she a bitch! She didn't stop him from coming in and ruining stuff. She just let him take it out on me, whatever he was upset at me for. Wow. So, you know, blood. Blood runs thin sometimes, dude. <laughs> it runs thin. Yeah, blood is thinner than Gatorade, I believe, is the old saying. But they had blood, too, so maybe they just have a tighter bond in the end, in the long run. Do you remember why he did it to you? Do you remember what you did to him? I probably just had to be kind of motherly for some reason, had to babysit him. But he was like, fuck this, bitch. Yeah, because <laughs> that sounds about right. Oh, I bet that smelled awful. I can't believe Beth let it happen just over the smell. Oh, women can usually handle... Uh, <laughs> sprays and things that probably eventually give us lung cancer. Give me I think about that every headache. time I spray myself with perfume on the way to work and I breathe it in. Um, am I getting <laughs> closer to lung cancer? Probably. 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 All right, All we right. need to roll back into yeah, this. We got, we got one more from the live takes. This is a song. Live takes. Call. <laughs> I am the live take robot. <laughs> live takes. This is a song called... Jerk off! Jerk off, baby. 
I need to ask man speaker what that's about. Here's him going on his little speech. I have a feeling. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that Maynard gives a lot of speeches about how <laughs> things are wrong with the world. And no. People sit and listen through it. He drinks wine. Yeah, so he's pretentious about it. <laughs> As if I don't drink wine. Oh man, Maynard hates you. <laughs> I don't know him. I'm sorry, Maynard. That's my, that's my Maynard voice. I remember one time I was trying to sing these songs in this very room we're in. Yeah. It was still my bedroom back in the day. And uh, Aunt Pam, I didn't. no one was home, and I was in here belting it out as well as I could. In my underwear, I do believe. And all of a sudden, Pam just opens the door, and I turn around, and she's right there. I've been just yelling these lyrics. I was so embarrassed. I just, like, jumped on the bed really quick. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Were you um, also holding in a shit so you could pull off singing the lyrics really, really well and making the vocals sound on point? Is that how you think he does it? I think he sounds constipated a lot of the time, especially during this song. I think if he took a shit, his voice would clear up and he'd be a little less angry. He'd be an angel. He'd be sipping his wine like a sweet lady. <laughs> See, this is another one of those angry songs. I do like this. Not him. The music. I've loved that line my whole life. It sucks that Maynard is my least favorite part of the band, but he is like the band, right? Essentially. I mean, does he... No, they're all equal. They are? Yeah, they're all equally well-respected, yeah. Well, not res from a respect point. I meant from a creative and actual production oh, yeah. point. Oh, yeah. It's not just like, I kind of want this and you guys do this for me? No, 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 no. Oh, I guess I always I've thought he was the ringmaster. No, no, I think it's much more... Uh... The three guys, effort. Danny Carey, uh, Danny Carey, Alex. Oh, I can't remember his name. I should have written these down. Rodriguez. No, Alex Jones. I want to say, but I don't think that's right because that's. Oh no, not <laughs> Alex Jones. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, I think. Obama that, and Hillary smell like sulfur. I think. <laughs> Turn to the frogs, gang. Um, they uh. I think they all make the music and then send it to Maynard and then he just wrote the lyrics. Okay. And at this time, uh, the bass player was writing a lot of the songs from what I've heard because the bass player leaves after the next album, I think. I mean, he might be on the third, but I think he leaves after Undertow. And he, uh, and he wrote a lot of these songs, these early songs, so that kind of more rock and roll yeah. thing kind of goes away, and that's when they get more experimental. Well, that's a bummer, because I always prefer the rock. The first two, Opie and Undertow, are by far my favorite Tool, and I actually kind of stopped listening to Tool. Oh, I love this part. 
So do you think that, I mean, or if you even know this, I apologize if you don't know this. Do you know when they started to become more popular? Was it after this guy left and they started sounding more experimental? I think they became more popular after uh, Sober came out. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, huge but I don't hit. know the time that frame. Was I don't Undertow. know a lot about Tool. That was Undertow. So I think as they got popular, there might have... Is Undertow uh, album two? Yeah. Yeah. There's a demo before Opiate. That's a bunch of numbers that I can't remember. Have you ever seen that Tool logo where it looks like a penis, but it's a wrench? It's like a balls and a yeah, wrench? Yeah, I have. That's what was on the first one. And then they came out with Opiate, and then they did Undertow, and I'm pretty sure the bass player, Paul Delmore, was his name. Paul Delmore? I think Delmore. he left right after that. And it's Adam Jones, not Alex Jones. Good for Adam him. Adam Jones. He was the guitar player. That'd be a real bummer if someone named Michelle Eisert came out and was just a huge piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, right? I'd change my name. <laughs> It'd be a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Sam and P. And people would be like, oh, there's another Michelle Eisert who's yeah. a piece of shit. <laughs> So they're all equal. They're all equal entities. I think they're real big on that, making sure it's a group effort. Mm -hmm. But Adam Jones was a special effects guy. He was going to work with, I think, Stan Winston. And Stan Winston did a lot of famous Hollywood stuff. But uh, instead he did Tool. But, like, he did all the special effects for the videos, Mm -hmm. like the meat tube and all that for Sober. That's all Adam Jones. And did you look at the album cover for this, Opiate? Yeah, I saw it. It's got that priest, that mm-hmm. weird zombie priest with the three hands. Sound That's an actual model that Adam Jones built. You can find a picture of Adam Jones holding that thing. It's a little, it's a figure. It's about this tall, mm-hmm. maybe three, four feet tall. So he's a special effects guy, and he's really good. But he decided to play guitar and tool. All right. Well, I think anyway, we should probably yeah, I was gonna say, let's take, take a break. A break. Yeah, yeah, perfect. No one's... Pulling us out of the room with poop smells this time, so that's good. No. No one's darting out the door to leave for some fucking reason. But we will be back here shortly with the very end of the Tool album, Opiate. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by Skinless Frankfurters and Wieners. Serve tender, delicious, flavorful, juicy, and with no skins, which means no waste. Slap a wiener in between some buns or just heat it and eat it. Either way, you're sure to notice the skinless difference. Circumcision Frankfurters and Wieners. So delicious and skinless that you can't help but love the difference. This episode is also brought to you by... Hello everybody, it's me, the one, the only, J.T. Strickles of Strickles Pickles. And I'm here to tell you about our new extra spicy deals. And did you blow that... Oh, crap. Sorry. Sorry. No, it's okay, JT. We can do it again. Yeah, yeah. Let's take it. Let's take it again. Man. Yeah, no problem, JT. Let's hold on. Hold on one second. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Leave it alone. Don't yep. pick me up. Yeah, whatever you need, JT. Oh, all right. Sorry. You okay there, JT? You yeah, right? yeah. Sorry. I, 
I caught my wife blowing another guy, and you know it's oh man, it's really on my mind. And, of course, and let's just get through this. Let's just do this, all right? Yeah, no problem. You're rolling. There's one more. Hold on. Yeah, you're rolling. Oh, okay, hold on. Yeah. Okay. Ah, okay. All right, it's rolling. Hello, everybody. It's me. Who one and only J.T. Pickles of Strickles. Oh, damn it. All right. It's okay, JT. All right, hold on, hold on. All right, hold on. Take it again. Okay. Sorry, but I'm free. The one, the only, Tracy Strickles. Strickles Pickles. And I'm here to tell you about my spicy Strickles. Oh, shit. JT, it's okay. Shit, shit, shit. Hey, All right. Man, man, it's okay. We. Do you, you need to come Shut. back and do this tomorrow? It's it's totally fine if you need to do this tomorrow. No, fuck you. We're going to do this. All right. Whoa, man. Right. I'm just trying to be Hold a on. friend, okay? Okay, man. I don't think drinking is going to make this any better, man. All right. You okay? Oh, can you do this now? Are you good? All right. You good? All right. Rolling. Hello, everybody. I'm here to tell you about my horrible wife. This episode is also brought to you by... Ribs in a can! Six pounds of smoked, cooked, and sauced ribs, ready for you and your loved ones. Have a long and busy day? Ribs in a can is on the way. Slim and bone, heavy on rich meat, nothing to do but open and heat. A mellow drift of sweet hickory smoke, camel's blood, nine special ingredients, 17 strands of your pappy's for electricity, the cure for cancer, polyps, barbecue, and of course, love. Wanna feel like a thick dick man? Feed your family ribs in a can! Ribs in a can! Not responsible for loss of feeling in your limbs, psoriasis, temporary paralysis, double vision, a rash that lasts more than 16 days, headache, angel wing growth, irritability, loss of bowel movement control, the extreme desire to hug a porcupine, hemorrhoids, fatigue, nausea, and Captain Hook hallucinations. Contact your local food drive if any of these symptoms occur. Thank you. Praise Allah. Amen. Hail Satan. Ribs. We are back, we are back, we are back with Tool. What were you doing? I was doing Back in the Saddle again. What were you doing? Nothing. Oh, you're just making it up. We are back, we are back, we are back, we are back with Tool. We are back with Tool. Tool. So, we got one song left Technically two. Technically, and I got some other treats planned for you since this album is so short. I'll call him Including tricks. one very special treat. 
Alrighty. So. We are doing, we are reviewing, doing, reviewing. doing, reviewing the album Opiate by Tool. And now we'll be listening to the song Opiate by, by Tool. Tool. Hey, what, what, what's your favorite band? Tool. Hey, oh. man, can you hand me that thing? What? You know, that Tool. <laughs> when you learn things, you go to School. When your dog drips on your leg, <laughs> he drools. <laughs> dumb. All right, let's listen to Opie. <laughs> Super dumb. Yeah, he's definitely in a closet recording this right now. Someone strong to guide you. I love the drums on this song. Actually, people love Danny Carey on the drums. Everyone loves Danny Carey. <laughs> he's good. He's good tone. I read that this is an anti-religion song. Obviously, yeah, yeah. And a, also a satire. Yeah. Same time. It's hard to... I mean, I liked the lyrics. It's hard to not kind of feel that way, even though it's a satire sometimes about people. And I know it's not fair. It's... I know, you know it's, it's kind of mean, but... I've been there, and I felt like I was a little bit deaf and blind and dumb as a <laughs> straight, no-question-asking follower of Christ. Yeah. I mean, I was never religious, but this was... I remember this song was a big push, like, yeah, yeah, well, they're right. It's another song where he's definitely upset about oh, yeah. his experiences with it, though. I wonder if he's got an experience with it, or if he just... On the outside of it, he's like me. Like I don't have any experiences with it. I just look at it and go, "That's to me, that's crazy." You know, it's not my bag. I feel like I have a strong opinion about it because I did try to be a good Christian for a while. Yeah. Through puberty, which was really tough, because <laughs> masturbating and then praying afterwards is a really hard thing to manage when you're a teenager. I think we've officially brought up masturbating on every episode. Well. <laughs> I mean, I brought it up earlier. Why? Why? Just tell them that it's human nature. Why? Why? Tell them that it's human nature. He's got full mannered voice going on this. I would like to hear a Southern... I'd like to hear a Southern... Baptist men's church choir singing a version of this song. Really? So like the big extravagant kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Where everybody's dancing around? No. It would be formal. Formal? They'd all have white shirts and ties and maybe a cummerbund. A cummerbund? It'd be a combination of a choir performance and a serious church choir. So like, Men. If you want to get your soul to heaven, don't you judge or question. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. If he didn't have the deaf, blind, and dumb parts in it, you could almost use it as a religious text. No, thanks. 
<laughs> you don't like the Maynard tone at all. I also, no, is there ever a tone in his voice that you enjoy? No, not Never. really. Mm-mm. Not even the like scream. No, it's just a, a for me. It's a classic situation of I think where the the lead person is offering the least in the song. The old classic situation. Old classic situation <laughs> for me at least. But I think his lyrics are good. Does that happen a lot to you with other people as well? I think their lyrics are good, but I can't stand listening to them. <clears throat> well, I honestly, typically, if I don't enjoy listening to someone, I'm not going to take the time to look up the lyrics. Ah, yeah. But in something like this, I would have to because it's harder to understand. I am someone who can usually pick up lyrics pretty easily and understand what people are saying. So unless someone's just screaming about raping someone... I love that scream. It's hard for me to. Do the drums on this? He uses the word rape a lot. And it makes me fucking uncomfortable every time I hear it, no matter what situation it's in, if it's in a movie, if it's in a conversation, if it's in a story. Even if it's in a context to make a point. I mean, not with movies, but I mean, even like in these lyrics, he's obviously not saying he actually... I mean, he's using it to... Yeah, but anyone could hear it and not understand what he means and just hear... Not understand the that satire, too. I will rape you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... Oh, yeah, you can do that easy. So, I don't know. It's a little unsettling. I'm not giving, a, like, an opinion about it. Just any time rape... I, I think because rape is what it is, it's just very jarring. So when it's used, it serves the purpose that I think it's trying to, but... I don't know if it's necessary. So when that word hits, you hear it. Just like I you want it, it to. I feel it. I feel it in my stomach. What do you think about that song in general, though? I would be super interested in hearing a Southern Baptist men's <laughs> choir singing a version of this. All right. We'll get on that. And I did actually try and find something online. I tried to find some like funny yeah. version of this song. No. I didn't find anything. No. Tools vary. I'm telling you. They're very... I wouldn't be surprised if we get attacked. <laughs> All right. Take it down. We can hear songs, even though you're annoyingly talking over them. God. Well, this could be the first episode that you don't hear, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> All righty. All right. Now, there is the hidden track that I didn't play. Here we go. This is called The Gaping Lotus. Satan, Satan, Satan. I had a Started to get trippy, man. Whoever this friend is would be very annoying. It's okay until he pisses on your lighter. I think it sounds like a Doors song. Yeah, do you think that that was done on purpose? Because I think it sounds a lot like a Doors song. I have a feeling it was, yeah. I haven't read anything about that or saw anything about that. But, I mean, it sounds very, very Doorsy. Yeah.
I didn't know that it was called the Gaping Lotus. Until you had said that, by the way. Or the Gaping Lotus experience, actually. Back in the day, I thought it was funny, but I've heard it so many times. He was sort of loving, kind of caring, kind of tried to fuck my lazy boy. Okay, I still think it's funny. Satan! Yeah, that's my big turnoff about this. What? Is all the Satan stuff? It's supposed to be stupid. Yeah, it is. Um, I think it does that, but I don't know. Just I hate saying this because it sounds so stupid to even like have a, a surefire point. But I am kind of anti-God, I guess. So it makes me feel weird to hear even things about Satan because they coincide. God and Satan coincide. So if I don't really, if I'm not really into one, I'm not really into the other. They're so not I'd, into it. They're just saying it because it's funny. No, but that's, I'm not saying they're into it. Yeah. I'm talking about how a lot of metal will talk about Satan or punk will talk about Satan. Oh, well, there's a lot that actually are really believing it. And I think that's pretty dumb. Yeah. It's mm. just so. I mean, I'm a like Satan, fan. I'm just like, a, I, got over I shut down. Yeah. They hinge on it a lot. Satan. 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 Um, A weird note about that is uh, on the vinyl version, they had a double groove on the second side. Where uh, that Gaping Lotus song played instead of Cold and Ugly. So depending on what you did, it would... uh, It would just be switched? Yeah. It would just decide which one it was going that time. Huh. Yeah. All right. So then I found some other things that I thought was kind of funny. All like right. this little ditty. What is this little ditty? It's a children's version of opiate. It's still creepy. Enjoy it more without manners. <laughs> no. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm underwater in a Mario world. It is like a video game level. And then you remember for a while there, I was get, <clears throat> not getting into, but I was listening to a lot of those uh, 8-bit arcade things. Oh, yeah. There's one of those. I'm not surprised. Of opiate. This is sweat. Sweat, baby. And then, because that gets annoying fast, I'm gonna play the part of me. That's very annoying. This 8-bit arcade stuff gets annoying real fast. Really fast. Really fast. And then, my favorite. It just feels like the 80s, man. It feels like a video game. But my if favorite. People had more patience then so favorite, they could handle it. My favorite tool cover that I found is this. 
That was a saw. <laughs> I just played you a sound of a saw running. Okay. <laughs> that was meant to be dumb. But I do want to show you Fred Durst. Ugh. Show. Biscuit. Well, luckily you can't see this right now, but you uh, probably yeah. will when this is posted oh, yeah. online. For you all to see. Uh, Frederick Durst. Here you go. This is Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. Doing an opiate cover, which is very funny. Hey, how many people like Tool? I mean, really, you like Tool? Like, I heard Lane Staley. Listen to Fred. Choices always were a problem for you. What you need is someone strong to guide you. Singer. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. In a different way. Is. It's not just that his voice is bad. Like, he doesn't have technique. Maynard at least has technique. Fred Durst wasn't meant to sing like that. He's meant to do he, what Fred Durst usually does. He tried to because they did a cover of the Behind Blue Eyes by The Who. What's that song? I don't know what song that is. Behind Blue Eyes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but my dreams, they are empty. I've never heard it. I didn't. Did he do it or did Limp Biscuit do it? I'm pretty sure it was Limp Biscuit. Huh. Let me look it up. I don't need to hear it. I'm not going to play it. I'm not plugged <laughs> in. I'm going to show you that it exists or just prove once again that I have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. But I know he definitely did. Yeah, Song by Limp Biscuit. Huh. No thanks. It's on a Greatest Hits album, at least. That's where it popped up on the. Through the service that I use, um, hits with a Z. No, thank you. I'm not into that shit. All right, moving along. <laughs> you don't want to talk about Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit for the next ten minutes? No, I really don't. All right, I do have you, nothing to say. Do you want to listen to a saw again? I'll play it for you. It's tool time, baby. <laughs> it's tool time, baby. All right. Since it's a very short album, we're already on to the uh, time. You're dying. I'm drowning in water. <laughs> Was that water? Oh, no. Yeah, it's right in front of you. It's She's clear dead. glass. She's dead. I'm still speaking, but he wants me to die. All right. Questionnaire time. <coughs> Pardon me. I'm sure that sounds great. So. <coughs> you Okay. What do you think the listener thought of this when you gave them the content? Well, what I thought was that you would say, Oh, no, I've got to listen to this for seven days. I don't like the sound of it. Da, 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 da. I think I did pretty damn good right there. Um... Okay, for, for real, what did I... Is that what you're asking me? I already forgot because yes. we were... <laughs> what do you think that I thought of it when you told me? Uh, if you can remember my face or anything like that. 
probably not. You don't remember things I say to you two seconds ago. I think you were just like, eh. I don't think it was like, ah, fuck, or excitement or anything. I think it was just like, eh. I'm going to listen to this three times. (laughs) I would agree. It was very, um, it definitely wasn't something that I was. Why are you doing to the microphone? I can hear that. Nothing. I don't know. I I just know that Tool is not my thing. I've listened to Tool before. There are some Tool songs that I like. Um, so I was interested to see if I knew any any of these songs. I, I believe that I knew two, maybe three. Um, one for sure. Definitely. I, I definitely know Opiate. And I've heard Opiate. Did you know that people considered this the more heavier stuff? Of Tool, or did you know nothing like that? I don't. I don't really know a lot about Tool at all, especially not. I don't know a progression of albums. I don't know. I know that they got popular, like radio friendly, there for a bit. But I knew about Tool after A Perfect Circle had already been a thing, and I used to like some songs by A Perfect Circle. I'm saying used to because I haven't listened to it in years, so I I don't really know. I never listened to A Perfect Circle. A Perfect Circle is more of whiny. <clears throat> Maynard, so yeah, I got out of I got out of Tool eventually, mm-hmm. pretty much after the third album, which I don't know how to say. I say Anima. It looks like oh, Anima, yeah. but with an A thing at the beginning. I don't know what I'm mm-hmm. supposed to say. So I just go ah, Anima. Ah, Anima. Yeah, I th- I believe I'm familiar with that album really? pretty well, reasonably well. I think that, that one's a good one. I feel like the second and third are the ones that I'm more familiar with. The one with Undertow on it. Or sober? Yeah. That one's a good one. I should have chose that one for length. <laughs> but, but. But you're always running a little short, so. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. It was an easy joke. Ow. Ah, my knee. I hurt myself yesterday walking. Ah. No, uh. it was two knees and an elbow. <laughs> I got off my skateboard and started walking and fell down. He thinks he can <laughs> skateboard, but he can't walk. Uh, I obviously can't. I didn't hurt myself skating. I hurt myself walking. You've hurt yourself skating before. Yeah, but not this bad. All right. So. What's the next question, A? Pardon me. What was my judgment prior to listening to the album? Um, I didn't have an opinion of the album. I didn't know about the album specifically. I was familiar, like I said, with uh, second and third. But I and I knew the song "Opiate" at least for sure. Um, other some other songs that felt familiar to me, like I had definitely heard them before. Um, or they're just in that vein of Tool. And the Tool vein, yeah. They're just like, oh, that sounds the sound it sounds just, familiar. It just yeah. falls into the 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 tubular tool. Tooliverse. The tool scope. The tool scope. The tool scope. Tool scope. Welcome to the tool scope. scope. Where things happen in the tool scope. So. Oh my god. Welcome to the tool scope. Look out, there's a saw. Ah! I'm having fun with sound effects. I'm gonna make a board now. Please don't. So, yeah, how many times did you listen to it? It was kind of harder to listen to because, like you said, they don't put their stuff out digitally. Yeah. How many times did you listen to the album, do you mm, think? Me? Uh, probably eight. Okay. Eight or nine. 
So I listen to it every day at work. Quite at a least bit. Once. I put it on the speakers. I never listen to it in headphones. Oh, okay. Which usually, when you give me an album or, like for the Misfits, mm-hmm. I listen to it on headphones at least once, but this time I just decided to jam on it. And then I was getting confused because it would, I'd let it jam into Undertow, the second album, so then I forgot that songs, I was mixing in the albums with each other. Yeah. I was like, oh, crap. Well, it's only six, technically seven tracks with yeah. the hidden track. Yeah. So. It's technically an EP. It goes by kind of quickly. It's less than a half an hour long. I think it's like 26, 28 minutes. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, I listened to it about three and a half times, personally. Three and a half? Mm-hmm. What's the half? I started playing it with you in the room. Oh. And we got through two or three songs, which in this case is half of the album, so... What's your next questionnaire? Oh, I thought you were wanting me to speak. Um, What was your favorite song of the album? Or least favorite, whichever order you'd rather go in. You know what? I didn't think about this at all. Oh, so I'll go first. Um, I'll start (laughs) with least favorite, actually. My least favorite was the hidden track, The Gaping Lotus Experience. That makes sense. But did we count hidden tracks? We didn't count hidden tracks last time, or did we not count it? We didn't count it it because it wasn't them. It wasn't Stone Temple Pilots. So if it's the band, then I believe that it should absolutely be counted. So yeah, Gaping Lotus Experience was just a a waste of time. (laughs) Okay. In my opinion. What's your favorite? No, you have to give me your least okay. favorite. I'm in agree. If we're counting that song, then yeah. Yeah. That's my least favorite. All right. That's fair. I think it's very fair. It definitely is nothing like the actual... It's not really a rock song. It's just a bunch of... It's just goofy. I had forgotten about it until I put the album on, and then it played, and I was like, oh, yeah. I feel like I've heard it before. Like, my sister... Because my sister really likes Tool. So I feel like I may have heard that before as well. Because I actually wrote... I have never liked this as my first note. I have never liked this. (laughs) But then I scratched it out because I was like, well, what if I'm wrong about having heard this? So I don't want to make a stance on that. But I feel like I have heard it before. Not my thing. Um, My favorite is the song that I'm most familiar with, which is Opiate, the title track to the album. Opiate. Do you Mm -hmm. think it's also because of the subject matter or it's just the most familiar? Well, I did... I'm definitely into the lyrics of it. Um, I also really like the lyrics on Jerk Off (laughs) as well. Yeah. Um, And Hush was kind of a second place contender for my most favorite. But yeah, I'm Hmm. giving it to Opiate. I'm going to have to give it to Jerk Off. Hmm? I've always just loved the... The beginning. I love the beginning. The fucking rant in the beginning. Uh, yeah, sure, but I was thinking, like, his voice, he's always so angry on it, and I'm, uh, I like anger mm-hmm. in the vocal stuff, and, uh, it's just, the lyrics are just so, like, fuck you, pretty much. He's not messing around. Mm-hmm. That's just funny to me. And knowing that this little guy with a mohawk mullet is saying this, yeah, <laughs> it's just funny to me. So when were you actually listening to this album originally? How old were you? Uh, probably fifteen. Did you like it? Did you love it? Did it like change something in music for you? 
You know what? I got into it after other stuff. Like, uh, I had already been into System of a Down. Okay, so it didn't, like, introduce anything to you. It did, though, because at that point I was listening to bands that kind of only screamed. Mm Mm-hmm. Except for a System of a Down, but they were so goofy you didn't really count it. Popcorn everywhere. (laughs) So, this is kind of a way into more clean vocals, I would say, but... I just remember it's kind of a Bob connection. I remember Bob and I liking Tool, and we even went to that one Tool concert. Oh, okay. So, I like it, then. What's the next question? Sorry, I got my hair to look like a pile of shit. It looked like turds for a second. I tried to take a picture. Pay attention to the goddamn podcast. I'm here talking (laughs) to you, but I'm a fiddler. I have to do things with my hands. Um, and I'm not allowed to do things on my phone, so I've got to touch my hair. How do you feel about it? Because that's how you felt about it then. I mean, like, would you recommend it today? Obviously, you recommended it to me. I would absolutely recommend it today. I mean, if you were recommending Tool, is this this the album? This is the album I would recommend. Okay. Because I cut out pretty after the third album. A lot of people love later Tool. You know, like schism. I know that piece. Yeah, I used to like that song. I like that song, but I like heavier stuff, so the fact that this is heavier just helps. Yeah. Word. Would I choose to listen to this again? No. <laughs> no. I would not. <laughs> that is, uh, it's just not my thing. Um, I don't think Opiate is bad. I didn't add it to a playlist or anything like that. I don't know that if I'm going to, I might, because I don't dislike it. But Tool is not So Misfits got a song added, and Tool's not. Correct. Wow. I didn't expect Misfits to get a Tool added, or to get a a song added. (laughs) To get a Tool added. I took a Misfit Tool and added it to my Toolbox. Misfit Tool. Yeah, um... I mean, maybe if it were a different album, perhaps, but... Like I said, a lot of this album didn't actually, like, grab me, so it was okay. But the beginning, I wasn't really into it, at least until the second song I started liking that. But I think even though it was just a few tracks, I still kind of faded in and out with it, so, no. it's still basically the music and not the vocals ever, right? Correct. So, I mean, if I were made to listen to it to do a podcast, I would listen to it again. But <laughs> if I weren't forced to, no. Guess what my next one is. Uh-huh. Well, it's not this your again. choice. It is my choice to pick the next album. Are we there? Are we there yet? Yeah. Um, or is there another question? No, you already said that you would recommend it. You told me how you felt then. You told me how you felt now. And I said I'd never listen to this fucking thing again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, unless there are any other facts or anything that you want to bring to the table about Tool specifically. Uh, no, I have no facts. They're a mysterious bunch. They are a mysterious bunch. So I didn't really look into histories or anything. Only the stuff I knew I really heard through Bob back in the day or what I asked man speaker. Yeah. So. There have been definitely bands and artists who I've become supremely obsessed with. Like I said, reading liner notes, um, finding out everything I could about them on the internet, reading whatever I could. And then there are some people who, or artists who I've just really loved but never done 
research about them specifically yeah. as people too much. I'm the same way. So, and I think that that has happened more as I've gotten older. I don't really have time to sit. No. Even though I do technically have the time, I just waste it on other things. Do you think you'd retain it anyway? No. The older I get, I think that's harder because my memory gets yeah. shittier. Things just don't quite work the same as they used mm -hmm. to. Things don't heal as fast. It's a good time. So, in regards to choosing albums for each other, we had discussed previously how we wanted to... You have a very worried look on your face. My eyeball is very itchy. The huh. left one. Is it red? Yeah, from this angle, it's kind of hard to see. Cause it looks pained, so I'm kind of looking at you with, like, both. It's a mix of, oh, boy, what's going to happen here? <laughs> and, man, my eye is irritated. So we had talked about how we were going to try and be nice to each other. We weren't going to try and be <laughs> too crazy. Um, but I think that that would get boring if we just did, you know, kind of more neutral things all the time. So every once in a while, I think it's fair to kind of throw a wrench into it. <clears throat> so what is about to happen? <laughs> so, okay, y you definitely, you mentioned trying my to chest guess is this. Tight. Oh my God, you mentioned trying to guess what this is. And um, I'm, like I said, you would never be able to guess it because you would want to guess like a Mariah Carey or Justin Timberlake or something just super poppy. Um, I'm going with something a little deeper than that. A little deep. I used to listen to this quite a bit with my friend Cherie. Um, we thought this person was absolutely hilarious, and uh, I don't think that's changed. So you will be listening <laughs> to the album God Bless Tiny Tim by Tiny Tim <laughs> for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> is it an actual album? It is an album. There are two different albums um, where you're looking. One of them we will not be doing because it is the complete reprise studio masters and more. Uh huh. It has 107 tracks. No. So we will just be doing the standard, basic, God bless Tiny Tim. You will not want to listen to this on the speakers at work <laughs> unless you want to fuck people's worlds up. 15 songs. 15 tracks. All right, so Tiny Tim. God, God bless, bless Tiny, Tiny Tim. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so that's the podcast. A little shorter than usual, but a shorter album. We're good. We're good. Thanks for All listening, right. guys. Thank you for listening. You've been a blast in and the we'll ass like back. a tool to the face. Like a tool. You sleepy, Michelle? I want to go night now. Guess what? You're deaf and blind and dumb and born to follow! Uh. <laughs>